bombshell drop tonight. Colo Toure packs his bags and leaves the DW, checking in with him. His two coaches, surprise? Well, surprised at the timing, yes. Surprised yeah. that a manager's been sacked for the for the run that he's been on and the uninspiring injection into the team. No, I'm not surprised. The timing more than anything is is what's got me. I'm shocked because um, I just... He's had seven seven games in the league. I don't think... We've already said Liam shouldn't have gone, but Torre hasn't really had the opportunity in his time here to get his players in. Now, I'm not advocating that he was he was a good appointment in any way, shape or form, but I don't know really how the the board has been able to judge that after seven seven league games, which is even even by the championship standard, that's not a lot. But we move on. And the one positive I would say is that at least he gave Charlie Hughes his league debut. I'm with Charlie all the way here. It, it's no surprise. You can't pick up two points from seven games in the opening time. You know, where's your new manager bounce? Your manager bounces backwards. The timing just after you've let him bring some players in, that's the bit that is surprising. The record is is rubbish. You know, let's not beat about the bush. You you, you appoint somebody who's no manager like no managerial experience as we covered, along with many other people. Great name in the name of, in football, great player, but no manager experience, and that's shown. Yeah, surprise for me. Uh, two two ways. First of all, that he was appointed. Um, I've been over this so many times. That, that's the big surprise. <clears throat> and and then secondly, that they didn't stand by the man. I mean, you appoint somebody, you've got to back them. I know what everybody's saying, and I 100% agree it was awful with, with no direction in the team. We, we know all that. People said, let him let him have the transfer window and bring his players in. It was brought three players in, and you could argue that each one's brought added something to, to the side. Obviously, there's something, there's something going on behind the scenes for me. Well, I don't know. There's been a another Twitter storm, hasn't there? Other powers that be taking too much influence off Twitter. But the big surprise: they were sacking five days before the transfer window shuts. We've lost a striker in Broadhead, so we're we're a striker down. We're desperate for players in other positions as well. Are we likely to be able to attract somebody at this stage in in the you know in the in the window to come into the club when they're thinking what direction are we going to let it go in? in? No way. And I think that all you need to do there is look at the recent news about Joe Gallar was linked with us pretty heavily. And I think that it was not far off being confirmed last week. A lot of people were talking that, you know, it's nearly a done deal. And then you hear today that he's just about to sign for Sunderland because the Leeds uh, executives shut down the shut down the move to Wigan. You know, we're not that much of an attractive club to come to right now. We are struggling, but then you sack a manager five days before the window. What club in on the planet is going to look at us and think, all right, the, the manager's for the second time this season. They're going to try and scramble to get a third, but we'll send a couple of players on loan because they might do well. It's not gonna it's not gonna work out, you know. It, maybe free agents might come to us and say, All right, we'll we'll go and help them while we need a job. But I think that when you start to look at players coming on permanent, players coming on loans, now's not really the time that people are gonna be looking at us, surely. To be fair, with that point, Charlie, I think um, I do agree that the football under Torre has been poor. You know, I, I I quite enjoyed Liam's football last year. There's still some people who are saying that it was very poor and we hobbled over the line, but we got 90-odd points. And I don't think his football was that bad this year, to be honest. And I agree that, that Torre's football, for me, has got... It's more... It, it's boring, 
it's not been great and we're not winning points, which makes it even worse. But I still stand by my viewpoint. Uh, I just don't see the point of getting rid of him now at this stage. You know, we had, if you look back to other very poor managers, uh, I know Barry doesn't like mentioning them on here, Warren Joyce, and I'll give you Malky Mackay. You know, Malky Mackay was, I think he was appointed in November, sacked in April. So that's a third whack of the season. He didn't win an home game. You know, and he, he, he was given that element, that time. And he was given bloody good budgets in the transfer window. And he failed miserably. So Torre's not had that. You know, he's not had anything like he's not had anything like that. You know, he's he's had a very small period of time. He's lost five games in the league. I tell you what else For he's me, not had. He's not had an home win or an away win. More managers and home wins we'll have by the time this next manager is appointed. Look, obviously, I mean Liam had had one, hadn't he? Uh, the the best, obviously, statistically, our best manager this season has been Rob Kelly. It could be one of those situations that the two wrongs don't make the right in a sense. So. You know, it was definitely wrong to sack Liam. And in my view, it's wrong to, to sack Torre. Will it then become right? They must have some, They must have someone lined up, and we'll come on to that in a moment, I'm sure, Barry. But even if they do have someone lined up, is it the right sort of candidate to do what they want to do this season, which is stay in the Championship? Uh, yep. You're firefighting now, aren't you? That's you, You're absolutely firefighting. About the only things that you can say about Cole Ortura's reign, it was it was Liam Richardson football with a few hospital passes chucked in at the back. We're going we're gonna to pass it around. Well, let's pass it across the back four and give it away. The most important thing about sacking a manager is who you're bringing in. And I hope to God that we've got somebody lined up this time because last time they sat, he sacked Liam Richardson after... Uh, a meltdown on Twitter by people just getting disappointed and frustrated because Coventry beat us. Loads of abuse. Two days later, Richardson's gone, and we start an interview process, which took took the best part of that World Cup break. Where if if if, if they were going to sack him and they had somebody lined up to step in, they could have it would have been continuous. They could have just come in and they could have gone away to the training camp and assessed all the players properly, and the transition would have been a lot smoother. They should have appointed a manager, we know this. I keep working on about this. I mean, I've had my doubts from day one, and I don't like knocking uh, people without a comeback, but I interviewed Kevin Betsy in the supporters' club, and I, I said to the lads on here, off, off, uh, I think I said to you, might have heard, remember it, Paul, I don't think you were on that time, Adam, but I said to me, he was like a, a rabbit caught in the headlights, it just seemed like it was too big for him. It really did. That's the. the I know you liked him, Adam. You, you you like what he said, but I just thought I just got that feeling off him that it was too big. You did. Um, that. Yeah. yeah. The the problem with me with this whole sacking is how much money we've just spent to bring him here, and then you give him a three year contract, and now now we've got rid of him. That where's our money going to be going now for the for the foreseeable? But when you were saying there that after the two 0 loss to Coventry, and then we sat Liam Richardson. We just lost 2-0 against Luton and then we've sat Colo Torre. So two 2 nils have ended up in, in a sacking, but you, you can't excuse Colo Torre's run. I think that he really didn't inspire much. I think we scored six goals, conceded 18 in that whole time, lost 4-1 three times in a row. Oh, I don't know who they bring in now. Who on earth do you bring in to try and spur this new 
because it's not just a manager that we've got to bring in. You've got to bring in two new people now as well to work alongside Rob Kelly. I know what you're saying, Charlie, but I just, um, I'm always looking at green shoots and I guess you could look at his signings who have performed. Colca made a mistake the other day, but, you know, you have said that pretty solid signing and the other two have looked decent. So they were the green, they were the green shoots. The overall performance on Saturday was very poor, but, you know, our man of the match was one of his new signings. You know, so that that for me, uh, that's a democracy as well, based on you know this podcast. So for me, that just shows that one of his signings already was making a big impact. I think Colcom might have been the man of the match, or certainly in the top three, the uh, the game his debut. So I just want to want would have wanted him to have till the middle of February at least to let his signings come in. And deserved that chance. Not deserved off the results, but just deserved off the fact that what could he have done with the players he's got? He's brought players in. He's had a game and a half, hasn't he? Because one of the cup games, they were all cup-tied. So, I mean, in that respect, again, go back to what we said right at the start, the timing just seems as bonkers as the timing last time. It strikes me that every time there's a bit of a wobble on social media, something happens. You know, we've got the announcement of Richardson's three-year deal, then Richardson's sacked because there was a wobble. What was the one where the um, the fine came out last week and suddenly we're signing Geller? It, it strikes me as though it's all PR management. I, and to be fair, Talal was bang on the money with his PR management from day one up until about November maybe, October maybe. And since then, they've they've got as much wrong as they got right in the in the first year and a bit. It, it's all very strange for me, un, unless somebody turns up tomorrow. Because, like I say, you've got a little bit of window left, and where's the plan for who we're trying to recruit? Well, I, I'd, I'd imagine we've we've got targets because they're not going to wait till Monday either to to identify. Well, I hope they don't, but you wouldn't <laughs> think they would be waiting till Monday to identify. So we must already have t- targets. There's strong rumours that Tyler Blackett's been down at the club and had a medical uh, this week. So, you know, is he likely to still sign on? Uh, well, we've no left-back fit, so let's let's hope so. A nod to Pete, because last week, but one, he mentioned uh, Tom Markham and his nine-game his, his, his nine plan, didn't he? You know, about uh, you can tell if, if a manager's going to be successful or not. So we was all sort of saying that, according to that, he's probably going to get the sack and lo and behold. I mean, was, who was serious? I mean, I w- I'll be honest with you, I wasn't serious when I when I was, you know, saying that. But No, again, timing, but I wonder if he's going to revise his research now and say that actually you can tell before nine games if you really look. Anyway, we've, uh, you know, we've said it's the most important part about sacking a manager is who you're going to bring in. And already there's strong rumours circulating all over the place about about somebody. And, you know, bearing in mind, we had an interview process, what, 59 days ago, you know, and appointed Turi off the back of it. They've got all the contacts there. And the rumour is Sean Maloney. First thing I'd say about that, Barry, is um, at least there's a song ready for him. You know, we do the Sean Maloney and we turn around. That's, that's the first thing. What Sean Mo- Maloney got in terms of the championship that Carlo Torre didn't have... Well, he's played in it, uh, but I've just had a message from someone who I trust, who's telling me that 
Sean Maloney's been announced tomorrow with Graham Barra as his number two. What would we make about that? That means that Barrow's ready for his April stint, isn't it, where he gets appointed for two months, which he's done about six times now. Is he Wigan Athletics' Tony Parks? If you remember the Blackburn guy, <laughs> he was pure safety. Yeah. yeah, there was another one that Sunderland, was it Kevin Ball? That he Kevin Ball, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but in all seriousness, I mean... To be honest, Graham Barrow's Wigan, you know, Wigan man through and through. Even though he came back, even though he was treated like shit, wasn't he, by Whelan first time round? He came back. You know, he was there in the background doing a successful, successful job. I think. I know you say he's got that. He's played in the Championship, Barry, but he's not played in the Championship for the best part of ten years. He's been managing Belgium, and uh, so he's been assistant manager at Belgium, and he's been. He had a, an unsuccessful period in the Scottish League. So I think he's as distant from Championship football as Torre is, really. Arguably more, because you could argue that the likes of you know Torre as a coach and Brendan Rodgers, when he was at Leicester, were probably looking and targeting Championship players. So maybe had more of a, an idea of the current Championship market. I'm not sure. I'd ask the question to you. I know you, you've just answered it there in one sentence, Barry, but I'd be interested to see whether you think that this appointment will, in your view, will work. I'd have a, a, a stronger confidence in it in League One than in the Championship. Maybe that's they're accepting the fate. You know, uh, we are the poorest team in the Championship. There's no two ways about it. We are. We look it. We play like it. And and the stats say we are. So are they accepting the fate, cutting the losses, bit of a rebuild in summer? Uh such you know, quite a few players out of contract. And Sean Maloney, the man to do a promotion push next season. I'd I'd slight, I'd be confident in that. But that's them accepting that we're going down, which there's no way they should do. You know, they should be looking to to uh to stay in the division. So is it a, you, good, a good appointment? If you look earlier on in the season, we were knocking on the doors of the playoffs, weren't we, at one point? You've brought in a few players who, you know, we're almost in universal agreement that they've improved the squad. I, I mean, you, you've got to look for somebody to put the ball in the net because Broadhead's gone and he's, you've got to replace him. But if you get the right man management in, there's there's no, absolutely no reason why we can't get out of the mess that we're in and then get to summer and start again. Would you be confident, Paul, in this team getting enough points together, considering teams around us have got games in hand as well now, Blackpool and Huddersfield both got games in hand. Would you be confident that we can pull ourselves out of it? Yeah, I, I would. Given, given now, now we're going to go with a different manager, I, I think you've, you've got over the shock of Richardson now. I, I, think, I think it's that, you know, never follow the legend. And then the next one, you stand half a chance. I, 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 I'm not saying we're going to go flying up the table, but I think there's, there's, there's going to be enough there. Because all that fight, all you've got to do is reinstill that fight that Liam Richardson had him doing with a little bit more quality of what we've added and, you know, find a left back from bloody somewhere. The championships I mean, are a different animal altogether than League One, though. We, I know it is, but we only need to pick up half a dozen more points than the teams around us, don't we? And then we, we, we've... The goal is to stay in the division. And we need you can more points. We need more points from the second half of the season than what we picked up in the first half, and we had a good start to the first half. We had a shocking middle of the first half and a shocking end of the first half. 
I, I think if you if you get somebody in that can get some sort of motivation backing those players with the, with the additions that are coming the squad, a little bit more quality, I think you can then find enough momentum and enough belief to get yourself into the you know out of the relegation zone just about. I was going to say, just touching on there, yes, mathematically, it is still possible to stay up. We've got, what, 18 games left. We're four points off the edge of the relegation scrap. So there's loads of points left. We can still do it, and it's not way out of touching distance. But Mal Brannigan said today in his statement that we're going to work swiftly and effectively to ensure the right person is appointed as the next manager with the immediate objective of remaining in the second tier for the next season. So obviously, he still wants to stay in the championship this season. They're still going to make a push for it. My big worry, if Sean Maloney does come in with Graham Barrow, you've got Maloney, who's really only spent, what, a few months at Hibernian, didn't really go very well. He's been at a Belgium side that was quite uninspiring, even though, you know, yeah, they got to a World Cup, but they didn't look brilliant. And then Graham Barrow is a technical analyst coach, I think is his title, at Exeter City right now with Gary Cordwell as the manager. They've won two out of the last six. They're in 13th place in League One. So it's hardly like we're hardly bringing in a load of you know, experience and excitement to try and keep us up in the championship. Like, to me, it just seems like a, another huge punt. But I think they've really started to close the doors on directions to turn. We had a lo- we had a wealth of managers there with experience that we could have turned to, and we turned to Colo Torre because of what he must have said in the interview process. That hasn't worked, and now we're left without much real option other than to try and go with Sean Maloney and Graham Barrow, who know the club well. So. I don't really know. I mean, Barrow's got a lot of experience, uh, but not experience as a manager at this level. He's only had a handful of games. Most of his, to be fair to Graham Barrow, most of his managerial experience came in the bottom division of the Football League, certainly where there was elements of success. But obviously, he's been a he's been a good coach or whatever you want to call them. They've all got fancy titles these days. And as a partnership, I could see why, you know, Sean Maloney would want somebody there. He had Coldwell there as a sounding board. But that in itself, you know, for me, he's gone, but he went very safe, didn't he, with it? You know, Coldwell, he played with him, um, presumably the Scottish link. Um, and I don't know if there was a Celtic link as well, but Barrow's, Barrow's a safe pair of hands because he knows Barrow very well from his time at Wigan. It can't be. It can't be a decision that is thinking about next season because it's too early. I think the season that we had Malky Mackay and we appointed Coldwell, I think, in the April of that season, that was with a view to look, have a look at the dead wood, see who we need to get rid of, start from scratch in League One. I think it's too early for that. If we're res- if we're resigned to relegation, why should we bother? Apart from the fact we're supporters, and we will always support that, but it's not really drawing your fans in, is it? If you if you've given up and said, "Look, we're we're going down to League One," so you know that's that's what we're putting in place when we're only in January. A lot of things can happen before then. So, although me and Thorpe together got it right because it was probably based on a lot more under Paul Cook, because there were there were certainly more than green shoots there. I think we were just very unlucky. And I know Barry and Simon and Adam at the time had said, Cook's not going to get us out of this. I don't know why, but 
maybe it's just because I'm a positive person that a change, someone a bit different, someone who the fans will give a probably a lot of a lot more time to because of his legends of, of Wigan. Maybe that'll just galvanise us and we'll stay up. I've got to believe that because if I'm not believing that, I don't want to be going to the games and following them. I've got to believe that we're staying in this division until it's mathematically impossible. If you'd given up, why would you bother sacking Colo? You'd give him more time if you'd given up and accept that he may take you down, but actually in the long term, he's going to be brilliant superstar or whatever and you're going to prove be proven right against all these doubters blah 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 the the, the fact that they've been swayed into sacking him means that they're still fighting yeah <laughs> all right well, well, I, I just want to know about Barry what you think of, of that because it, it seems like you're very much resigned to allegation it just feels like it feels like Malky Mackay and Warren Joyce all over again and, and we, I know we acted a lot later in the season to replace them but the, the club feels like that. It feels like let's let's have a, a rebuild in summer. You know, that's not going to happen in, in the championship, is it? If we stop up, you know, we, we'd need to build now to stop up. I don't know. I, I mean, what you said to me about asked me the question about Sean Maloney, uh, what's he got over two in the championship? That that's the worry, isn't it? Is nothing, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Are, are we making a wrong appointment again? Just if, sideways. If, yeah, well, if indeed it, it is Maloney, yeah. but it's looking that way. It's, I mean, it's coming from everywhere now, this. You'd at least or Well, I mean, would would somebody like Chris Wilder, you know, take it now after he's been turned down once? I, I doubt it. Before we finish, let's just uh, discuss this. Quite possibly the worst record for any Wigan Athletic manager percentage-wise. Well, I, I have no doubt he is. Permanent manager, let's say. In our opinion, is he the worst manager that we've ever had? And I'll say no, he's not. We've had worse. We've had Kenny Swain and we've had Warren Joyce. I think um, the Kenny Swain, I'd agree with the Joyce. I think the Kenny Swain, what did he have, to be honest, Barry? What what did he? What, what could he do in those circumstances? He well, had nothing. They all had something in common. None, none of them were a manager. They were all coaches. And yeah. Kenny Swain was a good coach. The other, you know, Warren Joyce wasn't. Yeah, you could argue that at a lower level, Kenny Swain was the Torre because he he had the links from his. Um, I mean, he was a European Cup winner, wasn't he, uh, Kenny Swain? He was. So anyway, so is he our worst ever manager? That's the question. So come on, stop beating about the bush. No, does it hurt as much as Joyce did uh, for me? <laughs> and the quite answer to that is no, because that was god awful. At least this has been god awful, but swift. I would say, you know, when they say in boxing terms, when they said pound for pound, who's the best boxer? I'd say pound for pound, our worst manager was Malky Mackay because he had a lot of pounds. He had a bloody good squad there and he couldn't manage them. I think it was a terrible mistake because for the first two months, it was all about his mobile phone. And then after that, it was about... You can't get a win out of players who've gone on to play international football, regular Premier League football, legends of the Latics. For me, pound for pound, poorest manager, Malky Mackay. I'm going to say that, no, I don't think he is our worst manager. But I also think that we haven't had enough time to really suggest that he could be. I think that when you take charge of nine games with the squad that you've inherited midway through a season on a downward trajectory, it's always going to be tough, but... 
I couldn't even tell you what he tried to really bring to the side other than a playoff from the back. So I can't really judge it. But like you just said, we've been through Malcolm McKay or Warren Joyce and I look down on them more than I probably look down on this one. This was just a really bad decision and a really tough set of cards. And Toro probably look back on this at the end of the year and think, well, I don't even know why I tried. I don't know why I left Leicester for that. <laughs> uh, we're all in agreement that it's not our worst, he's not our worst ever manager. But I do feel sorry for him because he's, he's left a really good job. His coaches, well, one of them's left a really good job anyway. Uh, at his age, twenty-seven, young coach with Leicester. So I, I do feel sorry for them. On that note, right, we'll be back Sunday uh, with an update on the current goings on at the club, uh, transfer-wise and manager-wise. We'll have a special guest. Hopefully, he's promised he's coming in. So until then, up the ticks. Up the ticks. Come on. Up the ticks. Come on. Come on. 